Today is the last in our series on Living Hope, looking at the book of 1 Peter. And before we begin with our reading today, which is Peter's concluding remarks to the people he's writing to, I want us just to take one minute now to think back over the last couple of months, all that we've been learning from 1 Peter. And I want to just ask the question of you to think about for a minute, what has God been saying to you as we've been reading this book together? What has God said personally to you through the book of 1 Peter? So let's just take one minute now and maybe you want to quickly share that with someone else. Our reading today is 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 to 14. However, verse 6 starts with, humble yourselves, therefore. And because of that, therefore, we need to see what that relates to. So I'm going to start our reading partway through verse 5. So I'm going to read this to you now. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud but shows favour to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. To him be the power for ever and ever. Amen. With the help of Silas, whom I regard as a faithful brother. I have written to you briefly, encouraging you and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand fast in it. She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you her greetings. And so does Mark, my son. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. So the context of our passage here is that Peter has addressed the elders and the leaders, telling them, that the telling them about the attitudes in which they should lead. That's what Anne spoke about last week. 
He's given commands to the younger and those who are followers. And then he's addressed the attitude in which we should all treat each other with that attitude of humility. And he quotes these verses from Proverbs 3, which we see again used in the book of James. God opposes the proud, but shows favour to the humble. And finally now he's telling us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. I love how D.L. Moody, uh, the great evangelist, summarises these verses from Proverbs, which Peter quotes here. He summarises it as, be humble or you'll stumble. So we've got humble leaders, humble followers, humility towards each other, and humility before God. And that's what we're going to focus on today. And right at the beginning, I just want to say again that humility is not thinking about ourselves badly, but it's actually not thinking about ourselves. It's about putting our trust in God and not in our own strengths and abilities. It's about submitting ourselves to each other and to God. Peter tells us that we are to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And this term, the mighty hand of God, would have been very familiar to the people that Peter was writing to. We see this term used throughout the Old Testament, referring to God's ability to deliver, his ability to save. So we, therefore, are to humble ourselves under the God who saves us. And our first act of doing this, our first act of humbling ourselves before God, is when we come to Jesus for that first time, when we first realise who Jesus is, when we first recognise the sinful state of our heart and ask God to forgive us and come into our lives. That's our first act of humbling ourselves before God, when we recognise that we can't save ourselves, but only God can, that true salvation, true saving power comes from God. So when we recognise that Jesus is Lord of our lives and not us. But Peter isn't talking about a one-time thing here. He's not just talking about that first time we come to faith and come to repentance. He's giving this as a continual command. Continually humble yourselves under the God who saves. Continually remember that we can't save ourselves, that only God can It's that action of submission to God and the attitude of humility. Peter is telling us not to look for other people's affirmations, but for God's exaltation as he lifts us up in due time. We're going to read from verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. This seems like such an easy thing to say, but a difficult thing to live out. And again, I want to say this is about us humbling ourselves before God. Anxiety, worry, stress, I think mainly comes from thinking about ourselves, from thinking about what others think of us, how we might provide for our needs. But humility asks us not to think about ourselves. I think we have just two options 
in how we can deal with anxiety and worry. We can carry them, they can weigh us down, they can trouble us, they can stop us doing things. Or we can do as Peter tells us here, to cast them upon God. Peter's telling us to take all of our worries, all of our anxieties, and allow Jesus to be Lord over them. To get Jesus to be Lord in all things of our lives, our health, for Jesus to be Lord over our bank accounts, for Jesus to be Lord over our thinking, for Jesus to be Lord over all things. When we cast our anxieties upon God, it doesn't mean that they're all gone, but it does mean that they'll no longer consume us and weigh us down because in that act of humbling ourselves, we allow God to be in control. I want to just draw us just to one word here, particularly in that verse. Peter tells us, all, cast all your anxieties on God. If you're like me, um, I immediately think to cast the big things, big things, big anxieties, big worries to God. The things we've been casting on God at the minute is house moves, uh, school places, but I haven't thought to cast the little things upon God. And this passage convicts me because actually all those little things add up to one big thing. Peter tells us here to cast all our anxieties upon God, not just the big things. So then we see why we can do this, why we humble ourselves under the saving power of God, why we can cast our anxieties on him. And it's because he cares for us. God cares for you. He cares for you because he loves you. He cares for you because he made you, because he knows you better than you know yourself. And if you remember nothing else from what I say today, I want you to remember that God cares for you. It's been really interesting over the last few months just as I've looked through social media and looked at what other churches are doing, to just see how many churches at the moment are studying the book of 1 Peter. And I think that's because there are some really important messages within this book that God wants to say to us for this time, and none more so than in these verses here. We know that right now our country, our world, needs God's saving power from the effects of corona. We know that there's so much anxiety in the world, worries about jobs, money, the economy, health. And some of the predictions this week are really concerning. Some of the things that the scientists are predicting could happen over winter. But I think here, Peter gives us the answer of how we might as Christians approach these. We humble ourselves before God. We recognize that it's only God who's gonna be able to deliver us from these things. God's the one who's going to find a vaccine. God's the one who's going to bring healing. God's the one who's going to bring a cure. We recognise that we can't do it in our own strength, but only in God's strength. And we recognise that we need to cast all of our anxieties about this upon God, because God loves us. He loves us so much and he cares for us. Let's go to verse eight. Be alert. 
and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. This is a really serious command that we need to take notice of. We must remember that we are in a spiritual battle. It's a real battle. A recent poll uh, showed that 48% of Christians don't believe that the devil is real. They believe he's just a symbol of evil. And we too need to recognise today that he is real, that Satan's tactics are real, and that he does seek to bring us down, to stop us living a life of holiness before God. See, Satan's goal is to devour, and he tries to do this by making us weak, by taking advantage of our weaknesses, by weighing us down, weighing us down with petty things. So we're not able to live out those kingdom values that Jesus told us to. But we recognise all of that, knowing that God is stronger. That Jesus has victory over Satan. That Jesus defeated death and defeated Satan in his death on the cross and his resurrection to new life. And Peter tells us, he gives us some practical advice about how we resist the work of the enemy here. We stand firm in our faith. We stand firm in the knowledge that God loves you. We put down deep roots. We put down deep roots in, of our knowledge of scripture and our love for scripture. We put down deep roots in prayer, deep roots in coming before God. And we put down deep roots and deep knowledge of what God has done for us and who God has made you to be. That's how we stand firm in our faith, by knowing that God is the God who cares for you, the God who, who loves you. And Peter closes his letter to these group of churches as he, just as he began, by rejoicing in the royal grace of God. And the grace of God who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong and firm and steadfast. To him be power forever and ever. Amen. This is what gives us hope. The hope that sustains the church through suffering. Our hope in the sovereign grace of God. It is God who saves from start to finish. And this takes us right back to the beginning of this passage. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. That exaltation, we see what that is here. Our restoration, God making us strong, firm and steadfast. This is the hope that sustains us through these difficult times. And this is the hope we need to share with others. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. Let's just take a moment now before we come to respond, just to allow God's words to settle into our hearts. And as you do this, I want you just to begin to ask God to help you to humble yourselves before him if there's areas in your life where you need to see God take control, 
for God to become Lord, for Jesus to become Lord. Offer those to him now. If you are carrying worry or anxiety this day, cast them upon God. Begin to hand those over to God.